It's Saturday night, and it's time for us, the WrestleManiacs, to bring you the best conversation of the week as we talk to you about some of the big events of this past week in the wonderful world of wrestling, wrestling, and sports entertainment. And we give you our picks for this Sunday's Clash of Champions. This week is a little bit different. This is our Menagerie episode where we're going to bring it to you a little bit different, a little bit segmented from different positions, different conversations, different concepts, all brought together to succinctly give you our opinions on what's going on in a wonderful world. So first and foremost, as myself, the People's Choice, Don Rodriguez, I'm going to give you my picks for the Clash of Champions. So that way there'll be no question as you hear any subsequent picks that they're obviously copying me. So first and foremost, we're going to start with the SmackDown Tag Team Championship match between Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura, well, with Shinsuke Nakamura, versus Lucha House Party. Unfortunately, this is going to be an easy one. I would like to see Lucha House Party come away with the win, but some of that internal turmoil that they have going on may come back to bite them. So I'm going to go with Cesaro and Nakamura retaining the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. But on an interesting different side, we've got the Raw Women's Champion Asuka going up against Zelina Vega. And on paper, everything says that Asuka should still come out as champion. But a lot of people forget that Zelina has been around for a while. So I'm going to reach out and do something a little bit different and see what happens and pick Zelina Vega to take the win. On the U.S. championship front, we've got uh, hopefully the nail in this whole storyline between Apollo Crews and the Hurt Business. We have Bobby Lashley defending the U.S. championship against Apollo Crews, but I'm going to have to have or go with Bobby Lashley keeping the championship. I think right now the Hurt Business needs to have some gold as they're entering this however long feud with Retribution. So having a championship adds a little bit of extra spice and opportunity for Retribution to try to take something from a Hurt Business, rather it just be uh, a faction versus faction feud. Now moving uh, over to the Raw Tag Team Championship, I have the Street Profits beating Angel Garza and Andrade. As much as I want Andrade and Angel to pull out the win, I just think that their issues is going to come back and bite them in the butt one more time. And then they'll end up in their own feud, which will separate them and have them become singles competitors again, especially since Zelina Vega is not actively, as we've seen uh, this past week on Raw, with them as their tag team. But speaking of ladies and tag teams, we have Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler going up against the Riot Squad. As much as I like Ruby and Liv, and I know KG really wants Liv to get that championship, but it's not happening this time, my friend. Nia Jax and Shayna will retain because they are a lot more entertaining right now on Raw Talk, on Raw, on social media than the Riot Squad. And I think it's just smart to keep the, the championships on them until we have... Uh, some new competitors slide in like uh, Bianca Belair and maybe Naomi down the road or or something uh, to be brought to light. Or maybe Retribution 
going after the women's tag team championships. So moving over to SmackDown, we're going to talk about the SmackDown women's championship, and that would be Bailey versus Nikki Cross. I really would like to see Nikki Cross get uh, the championship and, and have that moment. But unfortunately, the storyline is still going to be between Bailey and Sasha Banks. So I would expect to see Sasha involved in that match in some uh, shape, manner, or form, which will lead to potentially a disqualification. On the Intercontinental side of things, we've got Jeff Hardy versus AJ Styles versus Sami Zayn in the barn burner of the night, the ladder match. Uh, all signs say that Jeff Hardy should become the official Intercontinental Champion, the undisputed Intercontinental Champion, because it's a ladder match, and that is something that is par for him. But then you also got to remember that the phenomenal AJ Styles has had ladder matches under his belt, Ultimate X matches under his belt, six-sided cage matches under his belt. So AJ Styles is also well-versed in this uh, type of match. And then Sami Zayn has also been around the world as well. So he's familiar with the ladder match or two uh, when it comes down to it. But the question is, who is going to be the Intercontinental Champion at the end of this ladder match? And that's going to be probably the toughest pick for me of the night. But as much as I would like to see... AJ Styles win. I think it's going to come down by hook or by crook. Sami Zayn is going to squeak out and through a robbery become the undisputed Intercontinental Champion. That's going to be an interesting one to watch. But we also can't forget about the last two, the World Heavyweight Championship opportunities. Uh, the first one on the SmackDown side, Roman Reigns your tribal chief versus Jay Uso for the universal championship that I'm still going to have to go with Roman. I was playing around with it in my head, different scenarios for Jay, but uh, Roman has to have the belt right now. He, he's the guy, he's the big dog. So he's going to keep that belt. But on the other side of corn for the WWE championship. Yeah. It's about that time for the Viper to get some gold around his waist again. So I'm sorry, Drew, but Randy Orton in an ambulance match is going to close those doors and become the next WWE champion. So that's my picks for the clash. Now we're going to move over to the fellas as we switch things around with the menagerie. And I look forward to talking to you about the next topic. And that's got to be retribution. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Sideline Junkies, and I am, of course, the Nubian Sumo, ready to give you another dose of good news, wrestling news, and any other type of news that you're needing right now, because we all need some good news right now. Now, I'm sitting here, I just got through with a smoking session with one of our biggest listeners, one of our most loyal listeners, 
Mr. Raj Thompson. And shout out to him. We was talking about some good wrestling stuff. And while he we were here, as I was partaking in my libations and my cigars with him, we wound up trying out a new bourbon that came out recently that we, we, we enjoyed very much, which is called the Bardstown Bourbon Company Fusion Series. If you ever get to Kentucky and get to go to the Bardstown Distillery, they have a very wonderful restaurant there. I recommend you get the brisket sandwich because I had it and it was delightful. And I'm also smoking on my Room 101 Doom Slayer in honor of the passing of Mr. Joe Laurinaitis, otherwise known as Road Warrior Animal. Rest in peace to you, a trendsetter, a man along with his tag team partner, Road Warrior Hawk, who reinvented tag team wrestling in the early 80s. So you will be very much missed and your legacy will always be here in our hearts. <clears throat> so to get started, um, I want to go ahead and go into our little uh, menagerie show as, Don, as the Don likes to call it. And the first subject that we have for tonight is the picks for the clash of champions that will be happening in a few hours come tomorrow my picks will be Shinsuke Nakamura over the Lucha House Party Asuka defending her title against Zelina Vega Bobby Lashley defending his title against Apollo Crews. I believe the Street Profits are going to drop the titles to Andrade and Garza. Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler will retain against the Riot Squad. Bailey will retain her title against Nikki Cross. Roman Reigns will, will retain his title against Jey Uso. And the one that I actually had to put some thought into, the Intercontinental title ladder match with Jeff Hardy, AJ Styles, and Sami Zayn. I think I'm going to go with Sami Zayn on this one to squeak something out at the end. Because it would probably it would pretty much make sense for him to win the title and have the both of them, AJ and Jeff Hardy, going after them. And I'm even going to put that Jeff Hardy is the one that's going to end up getting pinned. Or, well, actually, nobody will get pinned because they'll be on the ladders. But it'll be Jeff Hardy getting screwed some kind of way out of the titles with Sami Zayn doing up to some kind of mischief. So those are my picks. 
and we'll see what happens with that. And I'll give the hot tag to whoever's got their hand out. Well, I guess I'm the man with the hand out for the hot tag from the Nubian Sumo, James. Uh, big guy KG here coming through with my Clash of Champions picks. Uh, starting it off, um, tag championships, uh, Cesaro Nakamura. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm going to retain. I'm not even going to play that game. I don't need to go into it, but, you know, it's certain things you got to look at it and know uh, this is not going to be what you think it is. So uh, I don't understand why Zelina Vega versus Oscar is on the kickoff show. This is a championship match. I'm not feeling this being on the kickoff show. Uh, this is not a, a, this is, this is not some low level title, you know, obscure. This is not WWF light heavyweight championship match. No, this is raw women's championship. But anyway. I'm not even going to dwell on that. It, it does piss me off that it's on uh, the kickoff show, but I'm not going to dwell on that. I'm going to have to go with Zelina Vega just because it's Zelina Vega and it's time for her to showcase the skills that we know she has as a singles competitor. I mean, she's a great manager, but we know those of us that know she can wrestle. This is the time for everybody else to find out she can actually wrestle she's a great performer and i'm hoping like hell she's wearing an aliyah inspired outfit like she normally does uh i try to point them out every time she does it so watch the twitter feed from sideline junkies i will be pointing that out if she wears an aliyah inspired uh outfit for clash of champions um united states champion Bobby Lashley, because if you can't take the gold out of the, the hurt business. I mean, they don't have very much, but they got to start earning it somewhere. So Bobby Lashley, um, SmackDown, what's that? Uh, I'm sorry. Tag titles for, uh, with the Street Profits versus uh, Angel Garza and my man, Andrade Cien Almos. I still use the whole name. Uh, you know, I want all the smoke. Street Profits will retain no uh, doubt in my mind. Now, this particular match is going to, my, my pick for this match, this next match is going to shock a lot of people. A lot of people. Now, everybody knows my love for Nia Jax. That's my boo. That's my bae. I love her to death. But her and Shayna Baszler, Ain't where it's at for me because I need her in singles competition so she can destroy everything that's in her week and get either the SmackDown's Women's or the Raw Women's Championship back in her grasp. So I have Nia and Shayna losing to Liv and Ruby. And you know how I love 
Liv and Ruby just not as much as Nia, but damn close because I love me some Liv. And I think this would be a great vehicle for her to actually get on the scene where she's actually taken serious as a champ. And I want to see a mean streak from, from, from Liv because I've said it a few weeks in a row. I've said it a few weeks ago. The whole Fiend angle with uh, Alexa Bliss, that's supposed to be Liv Morgan. But it's Alexa Bliss. So uh, moving right along, Bailey versus Nikki Cross, SmackDown Women's Championship. Um, <laughs> I'm going Nikki Cross. I'm, I'm bucking the trend right now. I'm going Nikki Cross. Because it, it's got to be something like that. It's got to be, you got to do something different. So, give me Nikki Cross in that one. Intercontinental ladder match. Intercontinental championship ladder match. You got Jeff Hardy, Sami Zayn, AJ Styles. Now, we know what AJ Styles can do. We've seen the high flying from AJ Styles. We know Jeff Hardy in ladder matches. Unreal. But I got Jeff Hardy winning this. I got Jeff Hardy winning this because this is just a stepping stone. They got to do something to keep him uh, in WWE. You got to keep him happy. And apparently he's happy there. But why not give him a title? I mean, he's earned it. He's done everything he's supposed to do. So, you know, he's clean. Give him, give him a title. This would be great great move for him um randy orton versus drew mcintyre sheesh i think i'm probably the only one that picked drew mcintyre it's not because i don't believe in randy orton it's just you gotta pick drew mcintyre in this and i think randy orton they'll match up on monday night and randy orton to take the belt from on raw old school uh Last but not least, Universal Championship, Roman Reigns versus his Uso, Jey Uso. Uh, <laughs> this is no contest. I mean, no love laws, but Roman Reigns, uh, he pretty much wants his seat at the table. He wants to keep his seat at the table. So, give me Roman Reigns in this one. I'm I'm not even I'm not even uh gonna get out of second thought. I think that's just gonna be a laugher. I mean it's gonna be good. Real good. But don't expect it to go over fifteen minutes. So those are my class champions picks. I'm about to throw it back to the people's choice, Don Rodriguez, to talk about a little retribution. Okay, so for several weeks now, we've had Retribution running around Rushout through Raw and SmackDown. Interestingly, though, they haven't had any real impressions on the NXT side of things, but a couple of light flickers here or there, but for the most part, it's been Raw SmackDown. We've all got the NWO-esque vibes and, and all that stuff. We had the conversation last week about is Retribution starting to run stale? 
are they getting too NWO ish where everybody and their mama was an NWO member? Uh, and this week we found out that they are now contracted with WWE. And the reason why they have a contract is because the WWE decided that it was smarter to give them a contract than to have them run roughshod and destroy more WWE property. But their contract allows them to go out and still do what they were doing anyway. So that's the first conundrum, is why is an anti-establishment group joining the establishment? A. B, the players. It's pretty much widely known now that we have Dominic Dijakovic, Mia Yim, the returning wrestling Dio Madden, Shane Thorne, and Mercedes Martinez as the core five members of Retribution. Dijakovic is going by the name T-Bar, a.k.a. Bane. Mia Yim and the not-fitting, didn't-change-her-hair look. Uh, and when I say not-fitting, I mean her mask. Is going to be known as Retaliation. Dio Madden is kind of actually not that bad. I mean, you know, he's just sliding in there. So he's going to be known as Mace. Mr. Shane Thorne is going to be known as Slapjack. That's just going to be the one right there. Just hearing him say Slapjack is going to be hilarious. And then we have Mercedes Martinez, who kind of was in the Robert Stone brand and then quickly was out the Robert Stone brand, but now we know why, is going to be known as Reckoning. So that is the core five of Retribution with other players jumping in for the beatdown here or there. But that will be the ones that will be actively wrestling and, and promoting and doing things. So seeing that and knowing that this Monday, I was really mostly disappointed in the fact that even though we know it's Mia Yim, but we could have had a hair color change, um, uh, makeup on the face or something, just something to really change it from, okay, that's somebody that normally would wear Tim's, some type of baggy clothing, and and she's pretty much wearing what she would wear anyway when she was wrestling or, or coming to the ring just to cut a promo. And then you just put a mask on her and said, okay, that's you. That one should have been thought a little bit more through. I thought Shane Thorne and his hockey mask at school, I think they need to have curved it a little bit so that way it's form-fitting and it won't become probably an issue to wear uh, under a, a headlock takeover or something. The mask could come off because that, that could be something. Dijakovic's mask I, I thought was okay. I mean, he, he's just going to be who he is. I think the only one that, that's truly balanced in this whole thing is going to be Dio Madden and his look because he's just coming back. He wasn't just on NXT uh, a month ago, and now we're not supposed to know that you exist anymore. So the, the big question is, how do I feel about retribution? The key is going to be the purpose of what they're doing to match their name. If the two don't balance, if the two aren't in line, we just wasted all of this time for nothing. 
calling people up, and we've talked about calling more people up on this show from NXT to have them just be in a, a group that is going to be cartoony at, at best is a disservice to all the hard work that these folks did in NXT. So my hope is that in the weeks going forward, they start having a presence that actually makes sense. If they could jump ship and go between the two brands, it needs to make sense to be a part of what we needed to be a part of to build their storyline to enhance what's already happening on Raw and SmackDown, and especially in reference to the Hurt Business, because if they're going to be the champions of the whole WCW versus NWO-esque type of storyline, then the NWO side needs to come correct. And they're not really, because they're being eclipsed in character by the Hurt Business and their presence when it comes down to what's being provided. So I know uh, my other constituents are going to weigh in and say what they think of Retribution, but I'm quite sure we all feel the same way. We need to see more substance or we just need to let it just magically dissipate. And I'm back, folks. Back for my next segment, which will be about Retribution and their appearance on Raw last week, or this week, I should say, with everybody coming out in the masks and pretty much exposing who who's who. Uh, it's pretty much the same lineup that everybody has been thinking is going to be in the group. Uh, Donovan Dijak, who will be now calling himself T-Bar. Dio Madden, who's going to be calling himself Mace. Shane Thorne, who will be known as Slapjack. And then Mia Yim and Mercedes Martinez, who are going to go by Retaliation and Reckoning. Not sure who's going to have what. I'm thinking Mia Yim will be Retaliation and Mercedes will be reckoning. That, that's just my opinion. I'm not sure, but uh, we'll see what happens. Um, I'm glad that they finally uh, started showing their faces a little bit and actually being exposing themselves as, retrib as retribution because it was starting to get a little old and it was starting to not make sense or I was losing my interest in what was going on with them. But now that they have come out and they've got their names now and they're probably going to start doing what they need to be doing with this storyline, we'll just have to see how it goes. I'm hoping the best for them, especially for Mia Yim and Mar Mercedes Martinez because they've been around for a long time and it's about time for them to start showing what they're really about. So I wish them the best of luck with their uh, new position and their new uh, storyline and their new gimmicks. And I hope everything works out for them. Now here we are. We said we we're going to talk about retribution. from top to bottom 
I don't like it. Somebody, I can't remember where I seen it at, but it was the accurate description of retribution. Retribution is the dark order if you ordered it off a wish. That's basically what it is. I really don't care for this uh, this storyline of retribution. Didn't like it in the first place. Uh, People's Choice and myself were talking early in the week, and he said, you know, he brought up the whole contract signing. How are you against the establishment, but you sign with the establishment? It's crazy. It doesn't make any sense. And if that was the case, uh, I don't think you should have ever revealed their faces. And I'm talking straight luchador type. But, I, I, you know, that, that type of mask up and that type of rule. I just, I don't like it. I don't, I, I, it's not for me. Uh, uh. I don't think Dominic Dijakovic, uh, Mia Yim, you, you can't find better a better vehicle, a better role, a better uh, storyline for the, the, these talented individuals other than this. I mean, really? Really? Ugh. I don't even want to waste too much time on retribution. It's not uh, It's not becoming for me. It's not what I, I want to see. So, I, I mean, I'll, I'll see it, let it run its course. But, uh, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm not a fan of it. I will say that but uh eh, just the names <laughs> are, are are just hideous but like I said I'm not gonna dwell on it um I'm I'm done I'm done <laughs> I'm getting ready to toss it right back to the people's choice Don Rodriguez one more again So we had a strange occurrence this week on the AEW side of things. While WWE was getting all retribution and working towards their go-home storylines for the Clash of Champions, AEW kind of pulled a little bit of a sneak move and gave us two times the dynamite. Once on Tuesday with late night dynamite, and then the other was dynamite proper. So on late night dynamite, we had Matt Seidel returning to go up against... Sean Spears, we had Brandy going up against Anna Jay from the Dark Order, and then we had Ben Carter going up against Scorpio Sky. So, really good matches all throughout that 30-minute special, for the most part, on Late Night Dynamite. And then we went to the full expansion of everything in typical AEW form, dominating on Wednesdays with AEW proper, which had the first big match for Miro, as he, cha- he, he uh, tagged with uh, Sabian against uh, Sonny Kiss and Joey Janela. We, we had um, uh, Orange Cassidy and his uh, TNT championship match going up against Brody Lee. Hagman Page going up against Evil Uno. Uh, a great match between 
Ivelisse and Diamante against Hikaru Shida and Thunder Rosa. But uh, a really cool match, a really hard-hitting match, which is something not in the typical style of everything that's normally produced from AEW, was Eddie Kingston subbing in for the Murderhawk going up against John Moxley for the heavyweight championship. And that was bad. I haven't seen chops like that since Ric Flair for, and Chris Benoit uh, just out there, just chopping like you're going to take down a tree and you're a man, real man. Shout out to William Regal and the, the man's man. But uh, I thought it was very smart to have double the AEW this week, just subtly, just showing that, hey, we can come out there and, and, and tweak it a little bit two days out the week, showing that TNT is giving us airtime two, two times out the week, so they're believing in us. They understand that we can provide great content. We're getting not only the demo, as Chris Jericho would focus on, but we're maintaining the sponsors so that way they're happy, they're getting their buys and their bids in, and it's all going well. Because one thing, in order for AEW to continually have picture-in-picture picture, multiple times throughout the show, the sponsors have to A, sign off on it, and B, trust in your product to be able to have some of your paid airtime be pulled in so that way we can show what's live on TV that you're paying to be a part of. So if one hand washes the other, there has to be that quid pro quo and that return on investment saying, we know that this is worth our investment. And AEW is showing that week after week. And with that opportunity, it means that if that continues in the next subsequent weeks, they have the opportunity to really build strong storylines to bring people between the two shows like the returning uh, Sonny Kiss, who I think should definitely have more TV time. Joey Janela, definitely more TV time. The Librarian, more TV time. All these folks that they've been sliding in, and not to mention Cody's back. So having all these folks sliding in here or there, having a, a, a match for the TNT Championship, or being slid in to go against the Karashita, or whatever else it may be, now you have a stronger vehicle, not just in uh, the uh, the dark show, but now we have it on network television where it really matters and everybody can see it and you can give them the opportunity to build. As long as they're continuing to, to give the storyline, you know, drive the narrative towards everything and not just focusing on, as much as I like John Moxley, that shouldn't be half the show. Um, as, as much as you know, I'm a Jericho fan, it shouldn't be half the show. But if they continue to do like they're doing with the sprinkle of Y2J at commentary, we had uh, Kenny Omega commentate the Hangman Page match. You know, just little sprinklings here or there to give the narrative in different ways and support the great audio that we have between Jim Ross um, and Tony Schiavone and, and their commentary and, and whimsicalness. Uh, I think is is great. And then Excalibur sliding in some of the more technical terms and then the other two playing off of that. It, it works and it sounds great. So I like what happened this week in AEW. I would like for it to be a weekly thing, even though that's even more to watch. But I think it shows the strength of the product that 
AEW is presenting. We're still within year one. So just like with the women's evolution and revolution, you know, that first year, everything was new. Everything was exciting. So as long as they grow enough to be able to support and balance out the second year, then we know that we've got something that's going to stand the test of time 5, 10, 15 years down the road. So great job, AEW, this week, uh, sliding in a little extra special something, something. We'll see what happens after uh, if they can continue that going on once we come from uh, Clash of Champions because the following week, next Sunday, is going to be TakeOver. So you're going up against TakeOver. You've got to put some things in place. You can't just phone it in and then have TakeOver just completely eradicate your entire week and then have a, a phenomenal after TakeOver show on Wednesday. So that could be a recipe for disaster if it's not curated and built properly to be able to give you what you need. So continue to do what you're doing right now, Tony Khan and, and everybody uh, on AEW side, and we will see how it plays out in the subsequent future. Yes, it's the Nubian Sumo again. You can't get enough of me. And we're going to go to the last segment, which is about AEW and the fact that they actually had two shows, one on Tuesday night after the uh, basketball games were over and their usual Wednesday night slot kind of pissed me off about Tuesday because I was kind of looking forward to watching it, but then they just showed matches from the week before with Jericho and I don't even know what the second the Jericho um Jake Hager match and I don't even know what the second one was I didn't even watch it because I was I was upset it seemed like a bait and switch to me you know they got all of these they got all of these matches that they had on AEW Dark that they could have put up or even a, or even matches that they may not have even shown on AEW Dark or on um, Dynamite that they could have shown. But they decided to show some reruns for an hour show, and I, I didn't appreciate that at all. That just turned me off. The AEW show on Wednesday was pretty good, but that Tuesday thing, man, that, that, that upset me for real. So I wasn't appreciating that at all. Hopefully... They'll get, they'll get the thing together if they decide to do that again and not do the same thing, um, especially since the playoffs are going to be going on uh, for a while, for the next few weeks at least, and they're probably going to be doing this again. So hopefully they'll come up with something else or maybe, like I said, use the AEW Dark Show uh, matches to fill that spot rather than showing reruns or matches that they've already shown on Dynamite for that spot. But that's just me. That's just Nubian. And that'll be the end for me. So I'll see y'all. I'll get with y'all next week. And you all have a great week. And konnichiwa, bitches. It's me, it's me, it's the big guy KG. 
coming to you with my final segment for the night. Uh, talking about the double dose of AEW that we got this week. Um, first and foremost, I want to see the numbers for Tuesday night. You showed rerun matches. Nothing new, nothing fresh. Uh, agree with the Nubian Sumo. You could have showed some AEW dark matches. But if their numbers off of rerun matches still beat NXT, I need WWE to go back to the drawing board and figure out what the hell's going on. How are they beating you with reruns? But I, uh, I, I think, matter of fact, I spoke to the People's Choice Don Rodriguez about this earlier this week. Vince has to take his hands off of NXT. <clears throat> he has to come and take his hands all the way out of NXT. Let Triple H and the writers run it because they were doing amazing until the pandemic hit. Vince was able to, you know, dip and dodge and put his fingers in the business. But uh, the numbers don't lie. And I think if we had solely Triple H running NXT, we would see something similar to the Monday Night Wars of the 90s. But AEW is playing, not only are they playing chess, but they're playing chess on full boards. They're playing space chess. They're playing Bill Walsh-esque chess, where you have full boards on top of each other, maybe about 8 to 12 inches apart, and they're going diagonally. That's the type of chess that they're playing. They're playing Star Trek chess. And their numbers don't lie. So this was a smart move by them. Uh, just amazing. And I like it. Uh, but this week, speaking of AEW, Joey Janela and Sonny Kiss were supposed to be branded as the new Midnight Express. But uh, apparently, um, <laughs> I sent the uh, the the I'll, I'll post that when I post this episode. So if you check it out on uh, Facebook or Instagram, when you look at this episode, you'll see the uh, graphic that was drawn up for Joey Janela and Sunny Kiss for the Midnight Express. They were going to be called the New Midnight Express. But one Jim Cornette and his lawyer, Stephen P. New, sent a cease and desist order immediately. So, and the Nubian Sumo said it's blasphemous and illegal. <laughs> but I actually liked it. I mean, it's a throwback, but we got a. AEW got enough issues because Cody is a fighting with a couple of his trademarks from WWE. So don't get yourself into too much trouble. But I think this is one of those ones where uh, Jim Cornette probably could have made himself a little bit of money. You know, hey, I'll charge you to use this. And every time you say it, you know, you got to give me uh, $5,000. You know, off break, you got to give him a couple million and $5,000. You know, something like that. Just something. But uh, I don't think he was all for it. He wasn't down with it. That's why the cease and desist came. So it is what it is. All right. 
But uh, that's all my time. But I will say this before I get out of here. Uh, good job to AEW. Good job. Because you're not limiting yourself to one night. And when you're able to, you know, you, you got the, 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 the leeway, the range to put on something else. But now, if you were to put on some of those AEW darks matches, uh, maybe even do something a little new and just have it ready. Just a show on a Tuesday night. I mean, it could be pretty daggone awesome. I will say that. So, so we're going to take a break. And when WrestleManiacs presented by the Sideline Junkies comes back, it will be the man of the hour, the Tower of Power. Too sweet to ever be sour. Delante with his push segment. And he's going to give his picks. For the Clash of Champions pay-per-view. But that's it for me. That's it for the Nubian Sumo. That's it for the People's Choice Don Rodriguez. Now me personally, I don't do no overtime. So I am out of here. Welcome, welcome, welcome to yet another installment of The Push. Delonte representing the Sideline Junkies. And I'm going to bring to you my predictions for this weekend's uh, Class of Champions event. Uh, first up is the kickoff match from the kickoff show, the Raw Women's Championship with Zelina Vega versus Asuka. Again, Asuka, I feel like putting her on a kickoff match is kind of disrespectful. Like, this woman is a, is, is a hell of a wrestler. Hell of a wrestler, like... NXT, no losses. She beat everybody she uh, faced. Everybody. But yet, they put her in a kickoff show. But, nonetheless, I'm going to give the match to Asuka. Um, this was a more so of a, you know, plug and play of a meantime and between time for you, um, for her. Uh, I wouldn't even be surprised if Vega goes back to managing Andrade and Angel Garza after this. Uh, she realized that, you know, her, her time as a singles competitor is, you know, kind of behind her. So let me get this one to Oscar. The SmackDown Tag Team Championship, uh, Shinsuke Cesaro, Cesaro, excuse me about that, against the Lucha House Party. Again, this is another uh, kind of more so of a plug and play, even though these, you know, these teams have been facing off against each other on TV the past couple of weeks when uh but let's be real it's a pay-per-view and I I would never see uh creative giving Lucha House Party the tag team titles. Um they're on this show mainly for flavor and I mean flavor meaning like you know jumping over the top rope um cross party dives you know body dives excuse me sorry things of that nature but Shinsuke and Cesaro, they should win this one um, handily. Now, for the Raw side, the Raw Tag Team Championship, Street Profits against Andrade and Angel Garza. I believe we're going to see a title change. Um, I think the Street Profits, they they done, they did decent. Um, there was rumors that one of them, one of the guys from Street Profits had uh, coronavirus, which means that, you know, course you're unable to compete 
Um, but I think it's time, you know, that we kind of, they, that they freshened up the title picture in a raw. So giving the belts to Andrade and Angel Garza makes sense, even though they're definitely not on the best of terms right now. So, you know, we'll, we'll see. But my prediction is Andrade and Angel Garza win uh, the women's tag team championship. Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax against the Riot Squad. Um, this would be a good match. This would be a good match. Uh, the Riot Squad, they're fully back, um, you know, after their issues. Uh, Ruby Riot, you know, she apologized. You know, she realized her, trans, uh, her regressions, and she realized, you know, what she was doing was wrong. So, um, I think, you know, it, it, it'll be a great effort, but... That team of Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler, they're too strong. You know, it's a lot of elements for power and, and you know, the technicality and speed. Um, so they'll win. Although I wouldn't be surprised if down the line, Baszler and Nia Jax, they split and lose the titles. Uh, at some point, actually, I wouldn't be surprised if it happened before Survivor Series, as these two women genuinely do not like each other. So we shall see. But tomorrow night... Uh, Baszler and Nia Jax will win the United States title uh, by Bobby Lashley against Apollo Crews. Um, I was back and forth on my prediction, but I'm going to go with uh, one of the leaders of the Hurt Business, uh, Hurt Business Bobby Lashley, L- Lashley, picking up the win. Um, I just it'd be a great effort from Apollo Crews, but Lashley. You know, the, the guy, man, they, you know, they, they booked him to be strong. And, you know, he, he's living up to the billing. Um, in fact, his whole faction is living up to the billing. As they've been, you know, in the past couple of weeks feuding with Retribution. Insert yawn. But um, I got Bobby Lashley uh, picking up the win. Next, we have the Intercontinental Championship with Jeff Hardy, AJ Styles, against Sami Zayn. Um, now, they already fought. They actually had a triple threat match on SmackDown this past Friday with Zayn picking up the win. And you know how creative it is. If Zayn picked up the win on SmackDown, he's certainly not winning at the Class of Champions. Um, I don't see AJ Styles winning, winning this either. As a matter of fact, AJ Styles, uh, I don't even know how long he's going to be in WWE, but... We're going to save that for another push segment. Um, I'm going to give this one to Jeff Hardy. Because I believe they're trying to continue with his push. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if his push, you know, well, then again, let me stop right there. I don't think his push will culminate with a world title win. um, Because I have another person in mind who I believe will eventually win the world title from Roman Reigns. But I'll get to that. Um, But as far as the Intercontinental Championship triple threat ladder match, Jeff Hardy is my prediction. The SmackDown Women's Championship between Bailey and Nikki Cross. I'm not going to waste nobody's time with this one. Um, Bailey, she'll win this one. Uh, You know it. I know it. The world knows it. Matter of fact, Bailey had to choose she's probably either her or Sasha Banks can probably be or are my co-superstars of the year 
uh, as they both, you know, made wrestling interesting for a good part of the year. Um, you know, we all know they're now in, embarked in a bitter feud, but I have to uh, say, it, it, you know, I, they're my co-wrestlers of the year, superstars of the year, per se. So, but as far as tomorrow night, barely, she'll win. Um, and it, not only that, I think Alexa Bliss will cause uh, Nikki Cross the match. Um, she's going through this thing with the Fiend, not Bray Wyatt, but the Fiend. So, you know, we'll see how that goes. The ambulance match for the WWE Championship. Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton. I think Randy Orton will win this. Um, you know, Randy Orton, legend killer. Uh, legend, um, you know, one of the greatest wrestlers uh, of all time. Um, I think, yeah, they, it's, it's, it's definitely time to put the belt on him. Um, you know, I as far as who I think will take the belt from him if he were to win the championship, I'm not sure. Uh, maybe Drew McIntyre will win it back, but I, my prediction for tomorrow night is Randy Orton. Um, Drew McIntyre, he'll spend a couple months chasing it, you know, and, and may win it back. But tomorrow night, Randy Orton. Um, maybe Keith Lee plays some sort of a uh, factor. Maybe not. The Universal Championship, Roman Reigns versus Jay Uso. Uso? Um, again, I'm not going to waste you guys' time. Uh... We all know that Vince McMahon, creative team, Triple H, Stephanie McMahon, uh, ABCDEFG McMahon, you know, they they all want uh, a successor to John Cena. Uh, John Cena, he's Hollywood, which is good. And, and he's, you know, a, a great, he's becoming a, a great actor. Uh, excuse me, a good actor. Not a great actor, but a good actor. But... They need someone to, you know, be the face face of the WWE and um, the route in which they're going with pairing Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman is pretty interesting, but it's working. Um, they make him to be invincible. So tomorrow um, it'll be Roman Reigns uh, retaining the championship. And not only that, possibly uh, inflicting some sort of like damage to his cousin, Jay Uso. Uh, this is Delonte representing the sideline junkies. Um, <clears throat> I like to thank everyone who took time out to listen to the WrestleManiac show for this week. Uh, I like to invite everyone to listen next week. This is uh, Delonte again representing the sideline junkies. Shout out to my brothers, the Nubian, the Nubian Sumo. Sorry, brother. Uh, KG and the Don. Everyone, please continue to social distance if possible. Wear your mask when you're out and be safe. Peace.